Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I may have a rant in me later today. Oh, yes. I love a rant. What's it about? Really, it's about the baseball media in general, but specifically about the Dodgers. Oh, no. And the coverage of the Dodgers. Are they getting too much coverage, in your opinion? It's not not the amount of coverage. It's the tenor of the coverage. Ooh, the tenor. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to play devil's advocate. When you're ranting against the Dodgers, but I kind of understand. Well, I was reading um, Alden Gonzalez did a piece yesterday, basically chronicling the Dodgers' offseason and how they landed Shohei Otani and Yoshinobu Yamamoto and how it just it all came together. Sure, which is fine. I understand there's an appetite for that in certain quarters, and 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 I don't mind him doing the piece. But there was a line in it. Where they said, you know, and the Dodgers spent over a billion dollars on two players, and then they went out and spent more on, on Glass now, and they they spent more in the off season, and somehow all around Major League Baseball, everyone acknowledges it's still very financially responsible of them. Like no it is one crazy, no one has the slightest iota of a problem that the Dodgers are spending this much. In fact, if anything, they're just getting. Praised, heaped praised for the amount of money they have spent this offseason. Now, this may hurt you to hear, but the way that they have set up their franchise with, um, I cannot remember the name of the shell that it's under, um, the ownership. Yeah, Guggenheim Guggenheim. Partners. So the way that they have set it up, and I have heard this from many, many people high up in the game that we know and love, and they have said, it's it's beyond brilliant. Now, if your son came to you, Ben, today and said, "Dad, I'm going to buy this house." And I'm going to the guy said I only have to put $200 down, but I owe him $14 million in 9 years. You'd say, "That's a terrible deal. It's a don't do it. It's you're going to be buried for life." Much like student loans and things like that. The way that they've set it up, it's almost impossible for them to lose money unless uh, something catastrophic happens. Yeah, like, no, I don't, I don't doubt that they can afford it. It's just very – maybe it's the structure of baseball that frustrates me, that you're playing in the same league under the same rules, yet you have teams like the Padres who are 
relentlessly hammered when they spend money. It really is And tough. you have a team like the Dodgers that are effusively praised when they spend money. How how are you operating an effective league under a set of rules that rewards some teams for spending and punishes other teams for spending? You are never well, the, the, you are never going to have basically a, an equal competitive playing field for your franchises under that system. No, you never will. And it doesn't, you know, that's the thing is it doesn't mean that the the little guy can't no can't rise absolutely up. they can but it also doesn't mean that the big guy is doing anything wrong you know um it 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 definitely sucks you're uh, you know and, you, and that's why it was more the media coverage of the Dodgers rather than the Dodgers it didn't bother me they should be spending they're making that kind of money yeah. they should be spending that kind of money with that TV deal that they have it's it's absurd I mean we're over here scrounging and pinching pennies. And, you know, counting on uh, other sources of revenue. And that team, which, by the way, it's not like they get all that money and, like, what, a quarter of the L.A. Metro can watch their games still? Like, it's still not a perfect system. for. There's Dodger fans in L.A. that can't watch the games, but they're still getting $8 billion in TV rent. The NFL may not be the perfect system for its players with its hard salary cap. But, man, is it a great system for fans, I think, especially for fans of smaller market teams that want to be able to turn it around. The NFL truly rewards the smarter organizations, the ones that draft well, that coach well, that do things well. Those are the teams that will have consistent success, and it has nothing to do with what city they play in. It could be Kansas City. It can be Green Bay, Wisconsin. Or it can be in a big market uh, as well. If you're doing things smart, you can have constant success in the NFL. And if you do things dumb, you can't spend your way out of it. There's nothing you can do about it. Now, there's some of that in baseball. But there's clearly a delineation of the teams in the different markets. And they're playing a different game, essentially. It's a different game in the offseason, depending on where you are and what kind of TV revenues and what kind of market size you're in. Yeah, and there's this cycle in baseball that's interesting to me. Um, and we're talking to Matt Strom at 735. Let's be uh, completely transparent with our audience. We, it will Matt, be live for you. It will be live for you. We pre-taped <laughs> yes, it at we 530 this morning because guess what? Matty's at spring training and he's got work to do. They're already He's already there. Yeah. So there's this cycle that happens in baseball and, and you know, talking about you know, being a Padre fan or a, a Yankee fan or a Diamondbacks fan, what happens when you get a little taste of success? What do you, the fan, then expect? Okay, all right, we're knocking on the door. Time to open the checkbook. A couple years ago, AJ Preller, Peter Seidler said, "Let's let's jam. Let's we're the only game in town now. Let's jam. Let's add some really good pieces. Let's extend some of the pieces that we have." Those moves may not all work out in the long run, but you went for it. You tried it. You sat at the table with the big boys, and you went for it. You look at what Philly, and we're going to ask Matt Strom about this. In fact, we already did. Um, Hey, like, you guys have been knocking on the door. Very quiet offseason. I mean, massively quiet offseason. If you're a Phillies fan, aren't you livid right now? If you're a Texas Rangers fan, you just won the World Series. You're not going to bring back Monty? You're not going to bring that dude back. You're not going to bring back some of the guys that you have. There's something happening in baseball when you're looking around and everything is a little bit slow. The Padres, a little bit slow of an offseason. 
The Dodgers saw that and said, we're going. We're going all in. We didn't like getting beat by the Padres. We didn't like being beat by the Diamondbacks. Doesn't mean they're going to win one extra game in October. It doesn't mean they're going to win one extra game. It certainly, certainly puts them in a better position. But there is this weird cycle. We expect when things start going well, they're going to keep going well, keep going well, keep going well, spend more money, spend more money. You're seeing a lot of teams, not just the Padres, say, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to mortgage our future anymore. We tried it. It didn't work. Let's do a little mini reset and get back to get back to zero and go out and try to win. Let's uh, get a contestant on the line for real or fake here. Call in now, 833-288-0973. Qualify for our trip to Las Vegas. Got our game coming up here in about three minutes. And while you call in, uh, we've got a throwback Thursday clip. Now, we always point out anytime one of us has... <laughs> what would you call it? A bit of a mm, frog in the throat, yeah. some some hoarseness, uh, you know, our hacksaw moments, right. as we refer to them you know, on this program. Yeah. And Pauly uh, rolled it back. This was two years Kendrick ago. Kendrick Morales for the home <laughs> yeah. run. Vladimir Guerrero had key hits along, <coughs> excuse me, along the way. And the Angels batting order. Angels batting order. Just, peanut skin <clears> in there? Me, That's the worst. Wore out the... Uh, Red Sox pitching staff. Why don't you take a break and a drink of water? Now, Ben is guilty of that, too. He will power through will. it. He will. And you I'll can hear it. Down. You can hear it creeping up. You're like, oh, God. Up here, here it comes. And it's like, dude, just take Stop a- down. <laughs> Quick timeout. <sighs> yeah. Cough. You're good. Excuse me. So, uh, yeah, this was two years ago. February 6th, 2022, and it just, I don't remember what we did with this on our show, but this was actually from Ben's other job. He would say his primary job, but Channel 10. And uh, it was some outtakes, and I guess you were really under the weather I, that I week. I definitely must have been quite. I mean, you can hear it immediately as soon as you start talking, but it gets so much worse. Harold Varner the third with just his second ever worldwide win, and it comes in dramatic fashion on the 72nd hole in the Middle East. Oh, you're dying. Well, another head coaching oh. vacancy in the NFL was filled today. The Miami Dolphins are high. <coughs> Sorry. Can we pick it up from that story and I'll just edit it together? Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Coming off the cold. All right, are you sure? I'm coming off the uh, cold. No kidding. No. Yeah. How about a lozenge? Well, another head coaching vacancy in the NFL was filled today. The Miami Dolphins are hiring 38-year-old Yale grad Mike McDaniel to replace Brian Flores. I, if I was your boss, I would have said, "Hey, Higgins, why don't you hit the road, bud?" I think think they did. I think they did at that point. Death. See, the NFL was filled today. The Miami Dolphins are hiring. I think that was after I had taken some days out for being Say, At some point, you have to come back, right? Not Maybe. if you're talking like that. Jeff said, I need a halls just listening to this clip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when, worst, I, when I do get a cold, the cold. Yeah, I, really? may, oh, really? I may only be sick for a day or two, but that sticks with me for like three weeks. I, and I, can't, I, I don't now. feel like I can just say... You know, the voice isn't quite right yet. I'll be back in three weeks. Yeah, you can't. You can't really say that. Guess what? You're you're fired. But when when I start talking and going on a long, like, monologue, soliloquy. You're just done. It just, it creeps right back in Head coaching vacancy in the NFL was filled today. The Miami Dolphins are... 
It's Sorry. the voice and it's the snot nose. Yeah. It just kills you. It just this job. This is it, so hard when you don't feel good. It, it all <sighs> just comes right back. You think, yeah, I'm feeling better, and then you start talking, and you go, Oh no, I'm oh, gonna die. Oh, it's coming right up. Fantastic. Yeah. How did we get that? Did he send that to yeah, us? I don't know. I, he must I, have I don't sent remember. It to us. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I can listen to it all day. He likes me. <laughs> <laughs> That will be Matt Scraby later today here in the studio as he eats his uh, his Thai ten spicy food. Coming off the cold. Yeah. Coming off the, the cold. Yeah, no, winter, you're not coming off show. that at all. It's still yeah, very it's much still, there. Yeah, it's still there. Not coming off of anything, as a matter of fact. Yeah. All right, uh, ready to play? Let's get to a little real or fake. Some are here for the compelling sports talk with Ben and Woods. Yeah, you can go plow through another donut. It's time for Real or Fake on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, tell the people what they'll win today. We'll have another Throwback Thursday clip coming up, I think, in our 835 segment this morning. All right, we got uh, Dave on the line as our contestant today on Real or Fake. Hello, Dave. Good morning, guys. Hey, Dave. All right, uh, you have a chance to qualify for our two-night getaway at the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino and tickets to Air Supply at the International Theater on May 31st and June 1st of this year. Check out the Westgate's room renovation, $70 million worth uh, newly designed premier rooms, part of the legendary Vegas fun at the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. All right, you need four out of seven, right, to qualify. Woodsy is uh, here to help you out. If you have any questions, here is your category. Anybody out there headed to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl? Need some non-gambling ideas to spend some time while you're in Sin City. Today, I bring you a list of exhibitions, attractions, and Hall of Fames. All you have to do is tell me if it is a real Las Vegas museum or a fake I have invented to fool you. Now, Woods, you probably... I, I get the sense when you go to Vegas, you're not looking for museums to attend. Cultural uh, is, exhibits. Is the Spearmint Rhino a museum? It is not. Kind of. It is not. Dave, are you uh, ready to play? Uh, sure. All right. Let's try this. Round one. Let's go do it. The Pinball Hall of Fame. Real or fake, Dave? Pinball Hall of Fame. Wow. Uh, I don't know about you, Woods. I'm thinking fake. What do you think? Uh, I'll roll with you, man. I, I think I'm going to say fake with you. We're going to go fake. Uh, you absolutely can attend the Pinball Hall of Fame in Las Vegas. Okay. That's where it exists. All right. Uh, round all right. two. We're all right. We're all right. Round two. Here we go. The Erotic Heritage Museum. Ben. Real or fake? Ben. Hmm. Ben. Erotic Heritage. I, I could go with real on that. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Does it sound good yeah. to both of you? You yeah. probably want to go there, Woods? Yes, yes yeah. you would? Absolutely. Then go. It's real. Yes! <laughs> yes! Alright, that's one point for Dave. Erotic? Right? Yes. Thank you, Polly. Erotic? Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank round you. number three. <laughs> the Museum of Selfies. Real or fake? The Museum of Selfies. It sounds so fake, but... God, who would ever want to go to that? <sighs> Well, Ben, say, lately, Ben's been posting some selfies, <laughs> maybe. I'm going to say fake. What do you think, Will? I think it's fake. It's real. Let's go fake. That's embarrassing. It is real. I don't know what kind of selfies are good enough to make it into a museum. They, <laughs> they have to be spectacular, I would think. All right. Uh, we have one out of three so far. We're going to round number four. The world's best damn museum. 
D-A-M. D-A-M. World's best damn right. museum. Real or fake? I'm just going to flat out say fake. I think it's real. What about Hoover Dam? He says fake, Polly. Oh, fake. he's right. Did you get that from Vegas Vacation? Uh, no, I just came up with that one. I figured, you know, I think the Hoover they Dam. Did that. Welcome they, to your dam remember. tour. Yeah. Yeah, okay, good. Kind of sneaky. Yeah, a little sneaky. A little pun that's, there. That's our little pun. Little I, I, sometimes I make, you know that the real ones sound fake and the fake ones sound real. So sometimes I'll make one sound really fake that showed it Just actually is fake. Just get to the next fake. one for the fine. love of that's God. That's two, two out of four. We go to round number five. The Museum of Pornography. Ben, real or fake? Ben. Jesus, ben. The Museum God. of Pornography. Really real or shell. fake? Well, it is Las Vegas. Come on, Woods. That sounds fake. That's too overt. <laughs> really? Even yes. For Vegas? Really? Even for Vegas? All right. What do you yeah, think, I'm, Dave? I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say fake. He's gonna say fake. Oh. Yeah. Good, that's call. Fake. Good call. Good call. All right. You're one away from the win. Let's Perfect. go to. That came from his mind, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to round number six then. Deviant. The Burlesque Hall of Fame. Real or fake? <laughs> so horny. Uh, the... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, that sounds. That sounds real. Hmm. Uh, burlesque is a thing. There. Oh. oh, I went to this one in Amsterdam. It was completely different. I'm sure, but I'm gonna. Okay, we'll go real. He's gonna go real. Let's go real. Oh man, Dave's yes! winner! Yeah! Congratulations. <laughs> so yeah. Just to be clear, real Erotic Heritage Museum, real Burlesque Hall of Fame, fake Museum of Pornography. Uh, last one here for you, Woods, the Punk Rock Museum. That's real. Real. Yeah, have you been there? I have not, but I want to You go. could go there. You'd probably enjoy I'm that really one. Dave, hang on the line. Paul, erotic. Get your, get your information and uh, put you into the drawing for the trip to Las Vegas can, where you can see some of these museums yourself. Can you save Dave going, yeah, after you play the sound, please? I'd like that. I'd like that. Whew. All right, uh, don't do this is coming up next. Uh, Woods, you've got a Major League Baseball player. Bad look, maybe, for a Major League Baseball player? Uh, down bad, I think is what the kids call it. What is it called? Down bad. Down bad. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that means, so you can explain it to me next. Down bad. With Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, back after traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Don't do this. I got a little surprise for you, you know what I'm Don't, don't do this. Listen, if I'm if I've said something bad, I mean, tell me I'm a bad boy. You know, just tell me I'm a bad boy. Why? Just why? I get the argument. You don't have to explain it to me. I'm not a moron. Let me tell you why I am a dumbass. It's time for Don't Do This. Don't do this. On 97.3 The Fan. Got our Tier 1 Tour, Matt Strom, joining us in our next segment. Stay tuned for that. Right now, Don't Do This is brought to you by the Craft Taco in Sorrento Valley. The Craft Taco has some of the best quality tacos in all of San Diego. Go to thecrafttaco.com. Take a look at their happy hour specials today. Thecrafttaco.com. Do do that. All right. I, um, I saw the video of this yesterday, and it made me a little queasy. And I think you felt the same way. But there was a um, unbelievable. I was, I there was, was a guy sick. who was uh, who was videoed having climbed to the top of the Las Vegas Sphere. Now you've been to the Sphere. It is so it's enormous. It's spherical and large. It is very. It feels like it would be very easy to fall off of the Sphere. We're watching and then, the uh, Grammys over the weekend, they did. They threw back to the Sphere, and you two nominated. Yeah. Uh, Winner or whatever, and they had a drone flying around that crowd, and I was like getting sick watching the drone it's, footage. It's so huge when you go inside and look straight up before any of the the lights have started. You it, you feel like you're yeah, star people sitting up, at the up top. close. What is the what does the actual exterior look like? You know, I didn't. It, so when we showed up, it was obviously lit. lit and yeah, it's hard to stuff see. It just looks, on the outside, yeah. and you're like, it, it looks now. It looks smooth. It's not. It's not clear. completely smooth. It can't be. Because somebody had to climb up there and insert panels and tighten screws and things like that. It's not going to be smooth like a like a ball. I'm sure whoever put it together was wearing some sort of safety harnesses. 100%. There was a lot of there, precautions. There was taken. a man just walking up the sphere yesterday. And it made my heart. And I, all I thought was, I don't want to watch this guy slide down the side <laughs> of this thing and, and die. I don't want to see it. I saw... A couple of clips of him just making his way up to the now, top. You've seen videos of guys who free climb skyscrapers. I can't, man. It makes me sick. Daredevils who tightrope walk across yeah. the Grand Canyon. Yeah, none of that is entertainment for me. Correct. It's not enjoyable. But clearly, if you fall, there's no hope for you. No, you're, zero. It's, you, it's, you're done. You either make it or it's it's done. You're over. Yeah, it was, it was, he got arrested. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, you want to get eyeballs on yourself for your cause. Uh, this is a good week to do it out at Super Bowl <laughs> week. Then again, anytime a guy climbs the sphere, I think that's, you're going to get eyeballs on it. Uh, speaking of eyeballs, I saw plenty of eyeballs yesterday. Got plenty of messages and tweets about one Trevor Bauer, uh, who has taken to Twitter uh, to, to try to get back into the big leagues. And, you know, as a team that is in, in need of pitching, we are not alone here in San Diego. Um, there were – he did an appearance on a podcast with Theo Vaughn. I did not watch it. I didn't even watch any clips from it. But um, I did watch the interview Trevor did with WFAN in New York. And I think we talked about it the next day. Trevor went to Twitter 
as as he does, and, and he's he's angling for a job back in the big leagues, and he said this. Blake Snell is going to get hundreds of millions of dollars on a multi-year deal, and he should. He deserves it. For a team that doesn't want to commit multi-years, hundreds of millions of dollars, or many elite prospects, for a Cy Young Award winner, they could sign me for league minimum and pay zero incremental dollars over what they have to pay that roster spot anyway. Just another option for teams that want to win and don't want to break the bank. So I said this uh, to a couple people yesterday in my DMs, and I'm not in favor of signing Trevor Bauer here in San Diego. Um, he he is a circus. He was a circus. He still has a pending sexual assault case against him. That That's the one to me where three other cases have been settled. There's still a pending case out there. I don't know that that you want that kind of circus um, in your in your organization. And I think the thing that bugged me the most is like, hey man, if you want to campaign for yourself, don't you leave Blake Snell out of it. Like, don't comp- Blake Snell is going to get that 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 money. He, Blake Snell also doesn't have a sexual assault case pending against him right now, right? Like, I I didn't think Blake Snell's name needed to be really invoked in his attempt on his comeback. Yeah, even though he said, well, and he deserves, he deserves it, right. the money. You're still, Invoking, you're still trying. You're still basically you're trying to undercut Blake Snell, and you know, basically, yeah, I can, I can come in and do what Blake Snell did at a, you know, a fraction of the cost. You're, I think here the issue is if Trevor Bauer wants to get back into baseball, his best path is not through <coughs> self advocacy on social media. It's through putting his head down and not popping up on anybody's radar for a while and showing that simply going to do what most baseball players do, and that is show up, do the work, not make myself the center of attention or a circus that a potential team won't want. You know, that's why teams are staying away from Trevor Bauer. I, I mean, there's certainly the question of performance, but teams give guys chances who don't work out, you know, for little money all the time. It's the it's the fear of the circus that comes along with him. And whether or not they believe him or don't believe him, they know they're getting the circus either way. And he is reinforcing that belief by going and trying to advocate now for himself on social media. You know, he has an agent who can go and talk to the teams and say, hey, Trevor is willing to come in and just quietly do his stuff, and you can sign him for the minimum. He just wants an opportunity. By doing this in public, I think it makes teams less likely to want to sign Trevor yeah, Bauer I, I, rather I, than more likely. I think, I you think can't the same sh- thing. You can't shame a team into signing you. You, can, right. you just can't. Yeah, There's, I don't know that that's ever worked. That he's, you've shamed a team into signing you. He's absolutely allowed to play in the big leagues now. He's allowed to. No team, no team wants him. No team has has offered him a contract yet. So that's that's my again. My thing was was yeah, Blake Snell's got nothing to do with your situation, Trevor, at all. Blake Snell is absolutely deserving, and and I know Trevor said that, but you know the 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 fourth pending sexual assault case is the one that makes my eyebrows go up and say no. I think we're good. All right, finally, a little doo-doo this on a Thursday. D.D. Mega doo-doo. And this is just a small one, but I thought it was kind of fun as I saw it yesterday. Uh, Kanan Smith in Jigba, who is a baseball player, was with the Pittsburgh Pirates, but uh, was claimed yesterday by the Seattle Mariners. Outfielder was claimed uh, off of waivers, which now puts him in the same town as his brother, 
Jackson Smith in Jigba, who is a breakout wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks. So if Kanan Smith in Jigba makes it to the, the big leagues this season with the Seattle Mariners, he'll get to be playing in the same city as his brother, who has become a, a pretty uh, uh, you know young star for the Seahawks, catching passes from Geno Smith up there. I like. That. I kind of like it too. I think it's a, yeah. it's a it's a good bit. Uh, obviously, Kanan hasn't quite had the uh, the name recognition yet. His brother was able to achieve in in the early portion of his NFL career, but a uh, good athlete, twenty four year old. Uh, both of them out of Texas, and uh, now playing in the same city in two different professional teams. I doubt that that's happened very often, that you have two brothers in different big league sports in the bit. same city really at the same bit. time. I love that. Which is pretty cool. I thought it was kind of fun. So good luck to the uh, the Smith and Jigba clan uh, for next season in baseball and football. It's good to do this on a Thursday. That was Don't Do This with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. All right, it is uh, time to fire up the bus again when we come back. Day two of our Tier 1 tour, previewing uh, each team as we head into spring training. (laughs) Getting ready for the season. (laughs) Yesterday, Skip Schumacher joined us, the manager of the Miami Marlins. Today, pitcher Matt Strom of the Philadelphia Phillies will be with us as we talk about the Phillies offseason and uh, what Maddie and that club is expecting as they get ready to report to spring training. That is coming up next with Bennett Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fam. You know, if you miss any part of Men and Woods, you can always go back to the moments you missed with the Chapters feature on the free Odyssey app. Just download the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, search for 97.3 The Fan, tap on our show, find your favorite moments. Polly does such a great job in cataloging our show, uh, di- you know, ch- chopping it up for different uh platforms and places that you can uh, find out however you really are. Whatever platform you're on, you can usually find Ben and Woods pretty easily. And Polly, we thank you for that. All right, Tier 1 Tour. Tier 1 Tour, uh, Day 2. We'll check traffic. When we come back, our conversation from uh, earlier this morning, just before the show started, had a chance to chat with Matt Strom of the Philadelphia Phillies. That's coming up next here on 97.3 The Fam. Day two of our Tier 1 tour, taking a look at every Major League Baseball team, and we are in the NL East, and joining us right now from the Philadelphia Phillies, our friend, former Padre Phillies, relief pitcher Matt Strom is with us here on 97.3 The Fed. Now, I say relief pitcher, but uh, I don't I don't know how the Phillies are going to use you this season. Matty, how have you been? How's your offseason going? It's good. It's good. Thanks for having me. And I just, I've started to drop the the relief in front of pitcher and i just call myself a pitcher fair enough probably smart probably smart to do because again the way baseball is now you just you never know uh what a a gm or a manager's got in mind for you i wanted to ask you in fact about your gm now we've had a we've had a fairly slow off season here uh in san diego i think some of that was to be expected uh dave dombrowski philly's gm a little bit of a slow 
offseason for him. He does make moves at the deadline, as we all know, but how's it been? I mean, I know you guys have a lot of a lot of great players and a lot of good arms already right now. How do you feel about that as a member of the team? No, I mean, I, I feel like uh, we we have everything we need. I think going into the offseason, Nola was a big question mark, and it was good to see them uh, lock him down and bring him back. He's been an anchor for this staff for almost a decade. So, I mean, to, to lose a guy like that would have been detrimental, but luckily we got him back. And, uh, I mean, this team's done it the last two years with what they have. And, I mean, we return almost everybody but Kimbrell and Hoskins. So, um, I mean, it's it's a great team and it's going to be fun. Yeah, that Aaron Nolan, ext- Aaron Nolan extension was one of the first moves of the offseason. It feels like it was, like, years ago. Six uh, months at but- least. But how important having Nola and Wheeler back, top of the rotation, feels like you know, the, like the Phillies, that's a great place for any organization to start. Oh, no doubt. I mean, when you have two two aces in your, in your staff, it uh, makes it easy on the bullpen for sure, uh, knowing that you got those two coming up every fifth day. So, uh, you know, they're, they're huge for this team. And, I mean, can't speak volumes enough of their workload and what they do for us, so. Um, excited to have him back and excited to get this year going. Well, talking to Matt Strom here, uh, pitcher for the Philadelphia Phillies. All right, on Ben and Woods this morning, and uh, you know, man, I, I we've talked to you before about some of the. It's guys. like calling us content creators instead right. of radio hosts. Just, we just you just keep it yeah. as wide yeah. as possible. Yeah, keep it as wide as possible because you never know where the uh, road may take you. But man, you look around uh, your clubhouse, and it is that's got to be a refreshing thing to see a lot of familiar faces. Uh, I know there's there's other teams. It, it happens here in San Diego where you show up to spring training. You're like, oh, there's 14 new teammates I got to make make uh, meet. How important is that for you and and the guys to have continuity almost every single year? Yeah, it just, it makes it just makes the workplace more enjoyable. Um, you know, the last two years for me coming into a new clubhouse, um, just it's the first month of spring is all about just getting to know your team and. I mean, don't want to say where you fit in. It sounds like high school, but it's just like just getting to know the guys and I mean, just getting getting a feel for what what they do. And this this clubhouse is unlike anything I've ever experienced. Um, you got guys like Schwarber who are just I mean, accepting of everything, and then also Schwarber can flip the switch and straighten up anything too. So it's uh, it's awesome to see, and the amount of respect that floats around our clubhouse is something I've never seen before. Matt, how hard is it? to say goodbye to teammates as well. And, you know, a guy like Reese Hoskins who signs as a free agent somewhere else, I know he was hurt uh, a lot of last season, but that that's a reality of being a Major League Baseball player every single year. You've got to say goodbye to guys, and it is a new team every year. What is that like? No, I mean, it's... Uh, I don't know. It's It's a weird feeling, but after being in the game so long, it's almost like you become numb to it because it is it is part of the business. Like, I mean, it was a, it was a big loss for us last year, losing Jay Hay in the middle of the year. I mean, he didn't, didn't play much for us. And that's kind of why they let him go to give him an opportunity to let him play. But just his presence in the clubhouse and what he brought to the camaraderie of guys was unbelievable. And then for that just to be ripped away one day, it was kind of like, kind of took us a week to shake it. And it's, uh, you know, it's, again, it's part of the business. And once, once you're in the game, you understand it. And you know it's going to be you one day, so you just you take every day and I mean enjoy it. 
I think uh, this is Matt Strom here on Ben and Woods this morning. I think you guys report uh, February 13th. I do believe uh, that's what I read. And, you know, yep. you guys have, have been knocking on the door the last couple of years. Do you? I know you're not in camp yet. What do you suspect the tone of camp will be? I know that you can never panic, and you especially never panic in February. Uh, but I know that that winning a World Series is really important to the guys on your team. It seems like you guys have the makeup where it's clearly World Series win or bust. Uh, do you expect the camp to be different this year, or loose and much of the same, having fun until it's time to get to work? No, nah, I think guys are chomping at the bit. I've actually, I actually came down to Florida uh, right after the new year, and there was already five or six guys down here with me. And I'm actually sitting in the parking lot right now, waiting to go in to the complex. But uh, man, you're I mean, always probably... early. You're always down there early, <laughs> trying to get work in. We used to see you at fantasy camp. I like that. I've always liked that. Admired that about you. Yeah, no, but uh, I mean, right now here, a week early, there's already probably half of us, half of us here. So it's uh these guys are chomping at the bit, and I think being so close the last two years has them even more hungry. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be a fun year. Matt, you spend uh, so many of your early years of your career just trying to get to the big leagues, then trying to stay in the big leagues, then then hopefully like getting a, a contract. You've done all those things. Are you at the stage now where you feel like now you have to start taking younger players under your wing, like like an Orion Kirkering who came up last year in that in that Phillies bullpen? Where do you see yourself in that? in terms of that kind of role? Yeah, I mean, I I kind of, I'm a big brother. I got my younger brother. I feel like I've always kind of been a teacher. Kind of just always have had it in me. But, uh, you know, I've definitely noticed over the last couple of years, I get a lot more questions from the younger guys and everything. I mean, I enjoy, I enjoy talking ball with anyone. I mean, that's why I'll go golf with Woodsy. It's not because I enjoy him. <laughs> I, so, like, I just, I, I, I I love baseball, so I mean I I can talk with anybody as long as they want to talk about it. And, I mean I don't like the the small talk of video games. <laughs> that will that will easily get me to walk up and move. So I just I mean I love ball and it's yeah I'm very fortunate to have the career I've had and anything I can pass down to these younger guys. I mean I'm all ears for them and whatever they want from me. They can just ask. Why'd you have to bring Blake Snell into the conversation? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> no one small talks video games better than Blake Snell. Oh, uh, that's fair. I guess I didn't even think about that. But that's fair. Have you seen uh, Maddie the uh, the meme of you going around? Yes. Yeah. Nicholas Cage. Yes. Yes. Have you seen this one, yep. Ben? It no. says, uh, when you look like you're on your way to steal the Declaration of Independence, <laughs> and it's Maddie turned around, yeah. and the hair's flowing, and I went. Oh man, you got memed. Like that's a that's a big deal. Yeah, no, actually funny story about that. My brother and sister and our significant others, we all went to Cabo this off season and we drew names out of a hat to see and you bought that person a phone case that they had to carry around the whole trip. And so I got my sister and I got her a Nicolas Cage phone case. So and he was wrapped in a banana. It was kind of hilarious. It's fantastic. Are, are you more Con Air Nick Cage than uh yeah. than National than Treasure Nash, Nick it, Cage? I would think. It's yeah, true. Yeah, definitely more Con Air. It's fantastic, Maddie. Well, listen, I, you guys got the you know the division isn't getting any easier. Um, you know the Mar, Marlins were an upstart. The, you know the Mets. I, I still look at the Mets and go. 
I look at them kind of like the Padres. They spent a ton of money last year. It didn't really work out in their favor, but they've made some some kind of under the radar moves. Of course, you got the Braves. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a battle again, man. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the NL East, in my opinion, is becoming the powerhouse of Major League Baseball. I mean, what Atlanta's doing down there is, I mean. They're they're a powerhouse with all the the young talent they have, and they have it locked up for a long time. So it's, uh, it's fun to compete in a division like this. Um, I like the the new format of playing everybody, so we don't have to beat up on each other for sixteen to twenty games a year. But it's uh, gonna be fun. All right, before you go, Manny, who's gonna win the Super Bowl? And this is a trick question. As a as a Philadelphia sports guy, you kind of have to say Eagles, no matter what, even right. if they're not playing. Yeah, right, right. Well, I think it's. Taylor Swift's lucky number is 13, so Brock Purdy's got to win it, right? Ah, okay, I like go. that. Good take on the Super Bowl. Matty, it is uh, great to talk to you. Good luck at spring training. We will see you uh, when you make your visit to San Diego at some point this season, but we really appreciate the time. No problem, guys. Stay well. Thanks, buddy. Good stuff from Matt Strom, who, um, you know, by the way, the Philadelphia Phillies, we feel like the Padres have been very quiet this offseason. The first two teams in our Tier 1 Tour – have both been even quieter than the San Diego Padres, and, uh, and honestly. Both playoff teams last year, you know, we talked about that that cycle earlier of, man, if you're a fan base, if you're in the fan base of, of the Marlins or the Phillies, you're like, okay, well, we're knocking on the door. You know, what have we really done to improve the ball club? You know, I think Dombrowski's such an active GM, too, which really surprises me that they've been – as quiet as they have been. Bringing back Aranola is, is obviously big, yeah. but it doesn't make you better. It makes you're you the same. Ho- yeah. You're hoping it makes you the same, but of course Aranola is also getting older. Right. So it, essentially, you're not getting better at all, and you lost a couple of players in uh, Reese Hoskins particularly. Now, he was hurt, so he didn't contribute last year, but he's certainly someone you'd like to have on your team. That's been a very... Quiet off season for the Phillies. And I think you know Skip Schumacher probably isn't going to come on the airwaves and say he's disappointed with you know the the lack of moves from the Marlins. But when you get you know that close and and you weren't really supposed to be there, it does stand to reason. As a, I don't think that's a I don't think that's something that's illogical for a fan base to go. All right, so made the playoffs. We're definitely going to spend some money and improve our team. And in both of those cases. Um, they really haven't. They really haven't done that at all. I mean, you, you're, you know, we don't have outfielders. They don't. The, the Marlins don't have a shortstop. They need somebody that can go out and play short uh, for them on a daily basis. Kind of an important position. We have plenty of shortstops here uh, in San Diego. But if there was only a way you could somehow, I don't know, what would you call it? Like a tr- trade. Here's players what we'll, here's what we'll do. You trade us an outfielder. We'll trade you a shortstop. We'll put a hard date on it. We'll call it the trade deadline. Yeah, let's do you know, something. Something's got to happen. You know, teams have those two teams in particular, the first two teams we started with. I mean, you're, if you're a Phillies fan, you got to be banging your head against the wall. And you may love what you have right now, and, and but you can always improve your team. You can always look and say, what happened to us down the stretch? They got, they're such a streaky team. They were so hot. They were, everything was a beach ball. And then all of a sudden they ran into the Diamondbacks and it was, no, not anymore. Um, so how do you, how do you improve on that? Maybe you like what you have. You'll add at the deadline. But, you know, I, I, or, I guess I could see standing pat. Or maybe you feel like, hey, let's keep giving these guys a chance together. Yeah. And, and maybe if we don't do anything, they'll just continue <laughs> to, 
gel and get better and better. We, sometimes we forget the, you know, and AJ Preller never does it, so we never get that feeling. The continuity. Just some continuity yeah. and giving guys, you know, just because they lost a couple of games to the Diamondbacks doesn't mean they failed last season. Had a remarkably successful season in three bad days, essentially against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Do you blow? You don't blow things up, no. or necessarily want to change the chemistry much from a team that was really good last year. So we have a very impressive start to the Tier One tour. We had a a manager, an active manager, on yesterday, and a key pitcher from a team on today. Paulie looked a little ill earlier, though. He's going. I can't. I don't necessarily keep, up, keep up this pace as we go forward. I, tomorrow's Tier 1 tour schedule takes us into the New York Mets camp. And Pete we're still, Alonso joining the program tomorrow at We're still working. Steve Cohen, the owner yeah. of the team, is going to be with us. And, and Cisco Indoor. Yeah. We, we don't actually great. We don't have a hard guest booked for that Tier 1 tour stop, but I, I had the idea. Now, this would be cool. Uh, Eric Chavez, San Diego, he's the hitting coach for the New York Mets, was the bench coach. He's the hitting coach. I thought that would be good, and we all agreed. And then Paulie goes, uh, I don't have Eric Chavez's number. So uh, we'll work Probably on that. Yeah. Looking for it. But, uh, I mean, they're not all going to be A-list guests, I would think. We may not even have guests for some of the Tier 1 tours. We won't. But it is an, an awfully big start. You might as well. Might as well shoot, shoot, aim high, you know, for as good as we can get. How about Italian Paul? Italian Paul would be a great guest. You know what? You could do a lot worse than Italian He's Paul. He's a Mets fan. Yeah, he knows his stuff, too. I'll do that in a second. <laughs> we may have Italian Paul. I can't Paul get Eric Chavez or, or Pete Alonzo or Frankie Lindor. But Italian Paul might be available tomorrow <laughs> if we can get him up early Bra- enough. Brandon Nimmo. All right, uh, day two of the Tier 1 tour complete, and when we're done, somebody in this building has baseball season will have started. Somebody think, knows Eric Chavez. Somebody, yeah, somebody knows Eric Chavez. Someone can help us get him on, I'm make, sure. Make it happen. All right, we'll come back, uh, reset everything. Two hours to go. It's Ben Woods here on 97.3 The, ba- the Fan. Throwback Thursday. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 